Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Hello, friends. I have no song. Hey, hey, hey. I haven't done the song in a hot minute. I was going to say, when was the last I think it's the seasonal song? depressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the funk in me. So once that's gone, her song will come back. It'll come back. Give me a couple weeks. They yeah. We had the sun, and then daylight we savings did. hit, and then we lost it. And, like, I am fucking... I'm on a struggle bus this week. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm always on the struggle bus. I, like, drive it. <laughs> Fair. I'm the driver. <laughs> 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 fucking true. Uh, uh, hi, I friends. heard birds today, though. Did you? Yeah. Um, we have, I, I didn't see them, but my mom told me that there was like five robins in our tree this morning. So that's That's exciting. Robins. Yeah. We're getting there. You guys (laughs) slowly, but surely you want to hear a really funny story. I'll get into it really quick. Yeah. Um, so we took Kylo to the vet today and this coming from like Stu, but like, let's just pretend I was there, but (laughs) this is how ridiculous my vet is. And absolutely. I don't know. They they just know I the living fuck out of me. And I want everyone to know this too um so kylo hates the vet like app like she is a totally different dog when we're there like she will kill them if she could yeah and so she just went for her like vaccines and stuff and when i take her like i put the muzzle on her we put a thunder jacket on her to like calm her down and i always every time we're there i'm like you are not charging me the full like vet fee because you don't fucking see her so yeah there has not been one time when i've went to this vet clinic where they have actually touched her um, and they still charge you the fee they try they try to they try to charge they charge <laughs> they charge a hundred dollars oh my god and that's like without tax hundred dollars flat without tax um so and just being like 112 113 or whatever and um Every single time I argue it because they never touch her. The only time they have actually been able to put their hands on her is when she's you like uh, put to sleep, like she's yeah. out cold. And so I always argue it because I'm like, you guys aren't actually doing an exam on her. You're just looking at her. Yeah. You're not fucking charging us the full fucking fee. It's not happening. So Stuart took her today. And, Stuart did uh, not argue is my guess. <laughs> oh, no. He fucking argued. And this did is why. He? Oh, yeah. This is why I hate this fucking clinic. And uh, but it's like the only one near us um they i guess it was like some new tech or something that didn't know kylo and in her like file it says she has to be muzzled everything yeah and they provide all that i'm not going out to buy a muzzle she's yeah. gonna fucking bite me she's gonna bite you guys not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh so she didn't put the fucking thunder jacket on her she didn't put the fucking muzzle on her and the vaccines went fine because Stuart was there and yeah. then we had to do blood work because of her thyroid and so they brought her into the back of the clinic without Stuart. Oh, no. And I was actually on the phone with Stuart when this happened, and you just fucking hear Kylo go nuts. She starts oh, barking, no. and it's so aggressive. And you hear the girl come in the door, and she's like, I'm going to need your help. She slipped her harness. Oh, for fuck's sake. So she's running around in the back without her fucking <laughs> harness on. Like, all vicious. <laughs> to put it into perspective, Ky- Kylo's a little thick. Kylo's a little chunky. She so she, chunky. like, waddles when she runs. Yeah. So I'm just picturing her, like... <laughs> it's like a really angry penguin that's literally what it is and um and she, it's not like we make her fat it's her thyroid don't get it's her thyroid has, yeah she, she has she's uh, just a thyroid. thick girl yeah and um and oh, that's the funny thing they gave us thyroid medication and then they told us we were overdosing her they gave us the wrong thing and then so we had to reduce it and now they're saying it's too low because she gained her weight back and i was like whatever guys make up your fucking mind <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, besides the point. So Stuart goes in and like gets her in the harness and stuff and whatever. And he has to hold her down to do the blood work. And she's fine with him. She's fine with us. So they do. They end up like drawing the blood. They didn't touch her. The only thing they did was stick the needle and take the blood. Yeah. And that was it. And the vet goes, do you see why we charge the full price? And he was like, yeah, I'm doing your fucking job for you. What the yeah. fuck the fucking nerve of the vet to say that Holy this is shit. why we charge full price. I'm sorry, you still haven't touched her. You went That's to go touch so her and she ran bad. away from you. Isn't that terrible? Like, I could also not... they shouldn't make you like feel bad about bringing your dog there. Like, yeah, yeah. You need this to is why. We ch- <laughs> okay, yeah. Number one, you're supposed to put a muzzle on her. It's right in her file. Yeah. So. Next time she has a vet appointment, which will be, like, next year for her next vaccines, I'm going to fucking take her. Yeah. And ream them the fuck out. So, it's just ridiculous. Like, I just could not. I'm, like... That's so bad. to say that. Like, no, you can't charge me full price when I'm literally doing the job. And all my yeah. fucking turning off again. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I'm not even joking. The it's ghost all... is getting riled up with you. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. That was wild. Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> you know what's the best part about it? We just changed those light bulbs. And it's like the like high like LED ones. So I'm like, I doubt they're dead. No, but I don't think so. You never That's know. Fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That's such a piss off though. I hate yeah. I hate vets that take advantage. Our first vet was they weren't rude about it, but like they charged extra because of Rupert's size. So it ended up being like just two hundred dollars just to like look at him. Yeah. And they would make us uh for his first year, they made us bring him in like every couple weeks to weigh him just because of his breed. Like I understood what they were saying, but they would charge us to weigh him. Like why? I'm doing it. I lead him on the yeah. scale. I take him off. We go, all right, he's not fat, let's go. Like and like that was I- it. <laughs> That's and it was so like a hundred bucks every time. So I found a new place now. They're pretty good. Uh, sometimes they even like if it's just a quick appointment, they'll even waive the visit fee and just make me pay mm-hmm. for like the, the meds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are good vets out there and I hope you find yeah. one. <laughs> like the, it's not like I didn't pay anything for this vet appointment today. It cost me $350. Holy shit. That's for insane. two vaccines and blood work. So that's it's not insane. like I didn't pay them a yeah. penny. Yeah. It's fucked. Vets they're, are they're so assholes. expensive. And you know what's the Exotic worst Exotic vets, too. <laughs> they um they do all, like, the small animals, like reptiles. Do they? Stuff, yeah. But they have, like, one of, like, they have, like, they're awarded for being, like, one of the best vets and stuff. I'm like, are you fucking serious? How? Is it because they're they the just, only one in the area? <laughs> I think they just don't know how to handle Kylo. And they think yeah. they deserve it because Kylo doesn't like them. And I'm yeah. like, you don't deserve me to pay you full price when I'm the one doing your job. But they're supposed to know, like, ways of doing it. Like, when Rupert was totally. little, the, at the first vet, uh, he was also anxious. And uh, he w- he wasn't, like, aggressive per se, but he's wiggly and he's mm-hmm. big. So he ends up knocking people over. But yeah. they had methods where, like, they would straddle him a certain way or, like, you mm-hmm. know, put his head in a certain position. I'd have to hold him a certain way, like... But there's ways to work with it, and they're supposed to do that. Yeah. They're supposed to know that. <laughs> they're supposed to know that. Apparently, Stuart said there was one tech there that ended up coming after, and, like, they were trying to, like, give her, like, Kylo a treat, and Kylo, like, took it so nice, and she even said, she was like, I've never seen a dog take a treat from me so gentle before. I'm like, Kylo's not a mean dog. No. She, she's just scared. It's reaction. She has, yeah. She has, like, what you call, like, fear aggression, and I've only seen her like that at the vet. I've never seen her the way no, she is. No, Kylo's a ever. sweet girl. I love yeah. Kylo. So like, but it's it's the same as like some humans get anxiety going to the doctors. Totally, uh, Holly. Uh, yeah. um, 
She's like, I will bite a doctor if I have to. <laughs> My blood pressure every time I go to the doctor, they're like, mm, are you okay? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. I'm not. This is why I'm here. Uh, Good well, God. fuck yeah. them. Kylo's great. We love Kylo. Yeah. I just cannot believe they said that. I was like, wow. I just, okay. I still just want to picture her chubby little penguin run around the back though <laughs> it was so funny i was on the phone you just hear her like freak out and start barking i was like oh that's Aww. fucking kylo i know what it is and then you hear the girl come back um you have to come get your dog because she got off her harness i was like that's so funny we had just quickly before we get into this one more funny story um when rupert was little we took him to uh a groomer that i won't name because i don't like them anymore but uh <laughs> I don't know what they did because we had been taking him there for probably like four or five months at this point. Never Mm -hmm. had an issue. But we were at the front of the place and the grooming is at the back. And I can hear him screaming from the front. And I'm like, what are they doing to my dog? And then I just hear, can Rupert's parents please report to the grooming? And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. And they said that he, like, tried to bite them and stuff. And my first question was, well, what did you do to him? Like, Yeah. like He's never done that before. That's so so um, we were wild. not allowed to go there anymore. <laughs> yeah, fucking Rupert. But, like, also, like, what but, the, it's, like, what they do, like, some people just can't, they just don't understand how to deal with dogs yeah, in that the, manner. And if you're in work, that workforce, you should know how to deal with yeah. dogs. The girl straight up told me she had never worked with a giant breed and that Rupert scared her. And I was like, okay. So, like, what's the game plan? Like, do you have a partner? Do you want me to stay here? She's like, well, we'll see what happens. And then I just hear him, like, screaming from the front of the place. I'm like, cool. Oh my god, that's just ridiculous. So that's why we do all his own grooming now, because I'm just not going to yeah. deal with that. And he's pretty easy. It's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, Kylo doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. She just there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, clean me, bitch. <laughs> all right, now that we've ranted about dogs, well, not yes. dogs. Dogs are good. It's not the dogs. It's the people. It's um, the people. Especially shall we get spooky? <laughs> we should. Um. So I know you. You're going to have like a bit of a longer one. Mine's this week. yeah. Mine's so an adventure. I'm, it's going to be great. I'm just keeping mine a bit short. So it's not really like a story, um, but we're going to chat about the monsters and folklore creatures found in the Appalachia Mountains. Okay. Um, so these mountains are located mainly in the U.S., but um, some of it like bleeds into Canada. It basically goes from like Newfoundland to central Alabama, which is where Holly's boyfriend is originally from. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be related to Alabama, but I was like, where is she going to slide this in? <laughs> There's going to be no context to that joke. No it's context just, whatsoever. If you know, you know. That, if you know, you know. And that's, we're just going to keep Maybe it one way. day I'll get drunk and share, but not, not today. <laughs> not today. I hope Carl, Carl will probably never listen to this. But no, he like, never listens. He'll never know then. So it's fine. I think one um, of his friends does though. Oh, well then you should tell Carl about my funny joke. <laughs> um, but these mountains are massive and I believe they were formed like 400 million years ago. So there's been a lot of time for crazy monsters and fun folklore creatures to make their home and lots of space to do it. So we're just going to talk about three of them today. Um, the first one is going to be the Wampus Beast. Uh, the what? <laughs> Wampus. Like campus, but Wampus. Wow. <laughs> uh, so this creature is said to be basically like a massive like feline creature with all black fur, kind of like a panther, but like bigger. Okay. Um, it's apparently four times the size of a mountain lion and oh, weighs wow. a measly 500 to 600 pounds. Um, they apparently have a very distinct smell. It's like a mix of um, skunk and like wet dog, Ew. which is like fucking <laughs> disgusting. That does not sound like a fun time. No, that's my no. nightmare. 
Rupert right? ever gets sprayed by a skunk, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I I wouldn't. <laughs> no. I remember I Duke no got idea. sprayed by a skunk twice in the same week, and I thought I was going to, like, die. <gasps> I remember that. It was brutal. It was, at, we finally got it out, and then he went out, and he got fucking sprayed and again. He's like, like, hey, look, a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, didn't learn my lesson the first time. Um. So this cat has been seen in Pleasant County, West Virginia, but it's also been seen in Idaho and Texas. Uh, It has been blamed for multiple attacks on livestock within those areas. Um, There is an indigenous mythology behind this cat as well. It belongs to the Cherokee and a woman basically didn't like trust her husband. And one day her husband went out to hunt with a guy or or like an apparent friend. Um, And she was like suspicious. So she put on a mountain lion coat and tried to like disguise herself (laughs) to spy on him. Like naturally. It's like when you show up at the bar when someone texts you like, hey, he's at the bar. (laughs) would never do that absolutely definitely have, not have never do done that have never nope and um, definitely danielle was definitely not the one to text me definitely not <laughs> absolutely not not me <laughs> um she was caught and then was basically punished like spiritually by making um her wait she m- was punished because he was sketchy yeah basically that's, that's rude. rude right um so basically she was like cursed to wear this mountain lion skin forever and it transformed her spirit into like the wampus cat so she's probably just pretty cranky which i would totally yeah. get um there is another legend saying this wampus beast is actually like a witch who lives in the mountains and turns into the creature to steal like chickens and pigs <laughs> which is like kind of fun too. same <laughs> <laughs> we are actually the wampus beast yeah <laughs> Um, so the second one is called the Grafton Monster. Um, and uh, like if you would have guessed it, if you live near there, this creature is um, found in Grafton, West Virginia. A lot of these Makes monsters sense. are found in West Virginia. Um, it is said to be absolutely massive with people guessing its weight of well over a thousand pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's basically um, yeah, has like no visible head and it's covered in like slick white skeel, like seal skin. Which is like, ew. It's like, sounds so gross. It sounds so gross. (laughs) Yeah. Some say it actually does have a head, but it's just like kind of like close to his chest. So it's like looking down, making it kind of like a I'm picturing like a hairless Yeti. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. But like with like slick ass like skin and like. Yeah. Like the Sphinx cat of the Yeti world. (laughs) Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um, so like it, they, some people say it has a head, but like maybe it's like so hunched like, back it like doesn't look like it has one. Danny DeVito esque. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my god, Danny DeVito's the Grafton monster, guys. <laughs> so in 1964, Robert Cockerell was driving along Target River on Route 119 around 11 p.m. on June 16th. He was on his way home from work. He was a reporter for the Grafton Sentinel newspaper. He said he um, he said on his drive home, he saw a massive large white creature standing on the right side of the road. Robert slowed down and he said he heard like a weird whistling noise that was coming from the river, which was located on the side the creature was like standing on. So the yeah. side the creature was on was where the river was. Um, he said this creature almost looked to be made of like completely out of muscle, all like kind of like a shiny rock, um, having the seal like skin and no visible head. The creature, I guess, like noticed Robert and booked it towards the river. So Robert just like drove away, sped away. 
um when he got home he called some friends which is like when i was reading that i'm like why won't you just like call them on your cell phone i'm like because you know, it's like 1964 yeah you have to like drive home <laughs> he probably had to like call them with the rotary too he didn't even or like, like just show up them. at their house yeah yeah um send like a pigeon <laughs> uh, um so he got home and he called his friends um and they agreed to go back out to like the area that he saw this monster um his friends jerry and jim went with him um when he explained what it was so they all agreed to go back as i said um and they just wanted to figure out what the fuck it was yeah but when they f- went not back, I. no why would you go back <laughs> i don't know that's such a stupid like stupid thing to do um when they got back all they saw was like trampled grass and like they heard that low whistling sound but it wasn't as loud as before um um uh after this monster was like after like stories got around this monster um like hunting parties basically like formed and because news news traveled like so quickly around town soon more sightings were reported and from then on it's been seen like pretty consistently up to this day some people think it's like a ufo and that light like whistling hum sound is like from um they're like Like the ship the ship yeah in the water I guess so. Water yeah. aliens? Water aliens. <laughs> we haven't heard a good old water alien in a hot minute. <laughs> Can you imagine having like a water alien that's like full of muscle? And, like, but the seal it kind of skin makes would sense explain though. It. Yeah. You can, it, that's how seals swim. Like they're all aerodynamic and it keeps them yeah. warm and all that. That kind of works. Water aliens. Is your light flickering again? It's like going... I just turned back on. Let's see if it'll catch. I can it see was you looking go- at it every time something happens. I'm like, God It damn. was just going off and on like mad like it was going crazy now it's not going to do it because it turned back on because you're watching it so annoying creepy i'll let you know when it turns back off (laughs) you don't have to i can see you look at it (laughs) i'm like what the fuck um but yeah like the seal like skin would totally make sense yeah water alien that makes so much sense but like what if it's like so muscly then it like sinks to the bottom it depends because the muscles could also propel it right because like look at whales whales are giant they don't sink that's true you got a valid point maybe it's like scientists right now (laughs) (laughs) oh oh did it go uh i hate that i hate that for you i don't like this guys i'm never hanging out in this basement ever again and it was like you know what's really (laughs) weird so it started remember when did i text you that i was doing that not very long ago not very long ago it was it was like sometime this week but i haven't done it since i told you and but now, now because you're down here off and, on. and i'm like i work down here like i'm here all day the lights are always on now it's just fucking turning on Fuck, it's, so it's like what's that she's talking about spooky things <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> okay we're gonna get on the third one and we're gonna talk about a grim so a grim is a type of like legendary dog that is like massive all black fur and has red eyes it is said that these creatures guard some of the cemeteries found found like throughout um appalachia the legend behind the Grimm is that it's supposed to be associated with death. And in some legends, it's associated with the devil and as well as like a hellhound. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's said that if you see this dog, then you or someone you love will die very soon. It's kind of like a warning, like it's coming to get you. 
Um, some people also believe if they, um, this is like really fucked up. I'm ending it on this and it's really fucked up. <laughs> some people also believe if they buried their dog alive in a cemetery, it would come back as a grim. Oh no. Yeah. Those people don't deserve oxygen, but. Oh God. Yeah. None of them came back as a grim, I'm guessing. No, probably not. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. So grim, I, I like grims. I think that they're yeah. kind of neat. Um, I keep thinking uh, about the, the third Harry Potter when they yeah. in the teacup and then they and think then. serious black that's what i'm thinking yeah <laughs> of course you fucking would. <laughs> um some other notable mentions is the mothman he's found within the appalachia oh really yeah and of course bigfoot oh duh bigfoot's duh. everywhere there's a couple other ones there's like a wolf man um there's like a, a creature that's kind of like half bear half bigfoot right but those i think i've heard of that one we've did we talk about it, it? Probably. It was like an extra large Bigfoot. <laughs> Fuck, probably. Oh, like the... Yeah. I can't remember. And then one of them is like a uh, like a polar bear. Like it's all white. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes sense, though. So they're ancient as hell and they're, they're not very populated. Like that's where I would go if I was a monster. Totally. And it's so mysterious. And then like they're huge mountains. And like I didn't even realize they like bled into Canada. I didn't either. But, yeah, I had no idea. Adding that one to the bucket list. Um, if we find a nice place to stay, I don't feel like dying in the woods, you know? Like, it's not my, like I want to live in the woods. Not how I want to go. Yeah. Because, like, no one will know your dad. Not we should do, um, we're going to do a vote in the comments. Which is your favorite monster? Mine's the, the hairless yeti. The hairless yeti. <laughs> the, That's my the, vote. The seal UFO? Yeah. The water UFO? Yeah. I like, um... I like the Wampus Beast just because just because like, of the name or the story, yeah, all of the above. Yeah, and, but they also have like statues of it, and like there's like a oh, high do they mascot really? of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, the town so, mascot. Um, <laughs> the town mascot. Yeah, it's like if you like take pride in it, it won't attack you. I'm like, that's not how that works. But <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your favorite uh, hashtag Team Hairless Yeti. Yeah. Uh, comment on our post or something. I'll make a post and we're going to talk about it. Or we'll do so a little fun. vote thing in the stories. I like those. So, um, so on that note, we'll get into my long ass story because I'm, I'm, I'm so really excited. excited. For this. I'm really excited. So I've been following this case for what feels like forever. I've been waiting for the conclusion and it has finally come. I didn't want to talk about it while it was open. Um, so when I first started following this case, it seemed like pretty straightforward and obvious what happened. But as the case unfolded, it morphed into something straight up out of a soap opera. Uh, so today that. we're going to be talking about Alex Murdoch. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. I'm, like, I'm happy you're doing this one because I haven't followed it at all. So I know like obviously what the conclusion is, but I don't know like anything about it. So yeah, I started following it. Um, actually, I think I tell you when I start following it in this episode, but it's been at least two years. And like, I, it, it's just been a matter of waiting for them to be like, ah, he did do it. Cause it's so fucking obvious. But the, yeah. the backstory is arguably more, I don't want to say ugh, interesting isn't the word, but I'm going to say interesting. Uh, the backstory is arguably more interesting than like the main story itself. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to get into it. On June 7th, 2021, police were called to a home in Islandton, South Carolina, after a 911 
nine wall wall. 911 call came in around 10 p.m. The caller told the operator that he found his wife and son shot dead in their home. When they arrived at the residence, they found Maggie Murdoch and uh, her 22-year-old son, Paul, dead on the near, like, uh, they had dog kennels. So they okay. were killed near the dog kennels. Um, they were the wife and son of Alex Murdoch, and he was the one who called 911. The family also included another son named Buster, but he wasn't home at the time. Um, so I, I <laughs> me too. It's, I think it's Buster. a nickname, but I didn't bother writing down his real name because Buster is just better. Buster's um, just too good. <laughs> so I would recommend listening to the 911 call in this case, uh, cause you could kind of hear a bit of Alex's personality jump out and it kind of bothered me. So, uh, the 911 operator is asking questions as they do, you know, what kind of house is it? Are the lights on? How can we find you kind of thing? And mm-hmm. she asks him if the property is a house or a mobile home. So a trailer, uh, which is common in some of the southern states and apparently common in the area that he was in. Um, so Alex actually gets like wildly offended at this and his whole tone changes and he yells, quote, well, it's a house. Like, how dare you even ask me that kind of tone? Um, like, so what's his, wrong with a mobile home, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, his wife and son are lying dead in front of him. And he's, and he's worried, worried about-, about his wounded ego right now. Like, yeah. it just, you could kind of see where he wants to protect his image more than anything. So um, weird. Yeah. So from here, I'm going to go uh, back a little bit into the Murdoch family history. Um for starters, they were filthy fucking rich. Uh, so you know how in every soap opera, there's like that rich family that quote unquote runs the city. Um, the the Crane family in Passions, if anybody was a Passions yeah, I was watcher. Say the, I was like, what the hell is that last name in that, the Passions? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was then. That was the Murdoch family. Um, so they built their dynasty by working in the legal system in South Carolina. Nearly all of the men in the family were lawyers dating back to the 1920s. Um, they eventually made like their own law firm with other partners and everything um some family members worked their way up to district attorney level uh which led the locals to nickname the district murdoch county uh because because of their yeah because of their positions of power the murdoffs were known uh for covering up alleged criminal activity members of the family have been the subject of multiple investigations involving wrongful death murder corruption insurance fraud defrauding clients and way way more so they literally lived in a soap opera like they were just this filthy rich family who worked in law so that whenever someone got in trouble they were able to just like cover it up sweep it under the rug go on with their day must be um, nice. One of the most public scandals for the family happened in 2019 when Alex's son, Paul, was involved in a fatal boat crash. Uh, Paul and a group of five other friends were out partying all night long despite being underage. They attended several local bars and Paul had at least two shots at one of their last stops. Uh, this moment was caught on surveillance camera. He was using his older brother's ID to get everybody alcohol um so i think they were yeah they were all like 19 20 so still technically too young to drink in the states Mm. um when the group decided to wrap up the evening paul insisted on driving the boat he was obviously drunk at this point and the friends didn't feel safe with him behind the wheel but he threw down the it's my daddy's boat card and eventually they let him drive around 2 a.m the boat crashed into a bridge throwing 19 year old mallory beach into the water um all of the other passengers were injured as well but luckily nobody else was killed um oh mallory died um, paul's first move i shouldn't laugh at that i just realized i the, beat the 
plot line that I was getting to. <laughs> um, Paul's first move was to call his father and his grandfather, not 911. Um, one of the others did call 911, though, and police arrived on scene around 2.30 a.m. The teens were all in shambles, calling out for their missing friend. Mallory's boyfriend, Anthony Cook, uh, he made an interesting comment to one of the sheriffs on scene. So Paul was being a drunk idiot and was, like, laughing when the cops arrived, which uh, led Anthony to lose his shit. He was like screaming at Paul. So the sheriff led him away to calm him down. And that's when the, uh, that's when Anthony told the sheriff quote, do you know Alex Murdoch? That's his son. So good luck. Uh, oh. The entire dash cam footage of the aftermath can be found on YouTube. If you feel like watching that, it's mostly just flashing lights, but you can hear him say this. Um, so the remaining victims of the crash were taken to hospital where they were met by Alex Murdoff and his dad. So Paul's grandfather, Randolph Murdoff, the third, um, several, there are several reports of suspicious activity. Did the light go again? Yeah, it's going, it's <laughs> turning off and on again. Um, there are several reports of suspicious activity from the two during their time at the hospital. Um, I'm not going to read all of it to you, but this one article I read listed like 10 different witnesses and like everything they saw underneath it. And it just like, it was like 10 pages of reports. Um, so everybody from the nurses to the security team, to the crash victims and their families said they saw or heard the Murdoffs being sketchy, uh, while at the hospital. Um, I'm going to share the slimiest allegation of the bunch. So multiple witnesses reported seeing and hearing Alex enter each of the victims rooms, trying to talk to them to quote, set the story straight. He told another victim named Connor that he and Randolph were going to, quote, figure everything out. He allegedly tried to get Connor to say that he was the one driving the boat, not Paul, and encouraged the other victims to support their story. But no one would budge because they were already Good. all pissed at Paul for crashing the fucking boat. And killing um, that guy's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's so sad listening to that guy talk to the police. Like, he's just, like, losing it the whole time. Um, and Paul's just fucking laughing um so See, after like, eight like at that point like if i was in that situation to be like i'm not getting in that boat no yeah absolutely you know? not they shouldn't have but it's one of those things where it's like hindsight is 2020 i guess totally i don't know apparently um mallory's boyfriend said that he like like got into a fist fight with paul over it at one of the old bars so the area they were in um you know when you're in cottage country and you can take your boat to a bar and you like park your boat your boat at the docks at the bar kind of thing it was like that yeah. kind of area so they got into a fist fight on one of the docks about paul driving and they eventually just caved because it was like well what's our choice we either get on the boat or we're stuck here until god yeah. knows when um yeah. which i still would have been stuck there but yeah. um so after eight days of searching the water mallory's body was finally recovered Paul was charged with three felony counts of boating under the influence, including a charge for the death of Mallory Beach. In May 2019, Paul pleaded not guilty. <laughs> um, he was released on a $50,000 bond, and Paul was still awaiting trial when he was murdered in 2021. A lot of the proceedings had been postponed due to the pandemic, so he never really got brought to justice. That's really um, annoying. Authorities are now looking into obstruction of obstruction of justice allegations involving alex and randolph murdoch and uh mallory's family is pursuing a wrongful death suit against a family and a state in hopes of justice for their daughter so those cases are still open actually i believe mallory's case is just going to court now now that that first trial is done okay. so possibly update soon um 
So now that we've learned how trash the family is, let's get back into the murder that occurred in 2021. Um, In the days after the murder, uh, Paul's uncles appeared on Good Morning America to plant a story in the press. They claimed that Paul had been threatened online in the months leading up to his death. He had been receiving death threats from anonymous people who wanted revenge for Mallory. They insisted that Alex had nothing to do with the murders. So obviously Alex had everything to do do. with the murders. I was going to say they move real fucking quick. Yeah, within days, they were on Good Morning America. Yeah. They're like, hey, you didn't do to it. To plant a story. Um, excuse me. On September that's not f- obvious. No, not at all. <laughs> um, on September 4th, 2021, a wild plot twist blew up this case. Um, so this was actually the moment I started following the case because this sh- shit just, like, reeked of suspicion. Um, so on that day, news came out that Alex Murdoch had been shot in Hampton County, South Carolina. His attorney, Jim Griffin, spoke to the press saying, quote, he was shot in the head while he was changing a tire. He is conscious and talking, which is a very good sign. He went on to say that Alex had suffered, quote, an entry and exit wound, a skull fracture and minor brain bleeding in two places. At the time, the investigation was for an attempted murder. Um, Two whole days later, Alex was released from hospital, along with a statement from police saying that his wounds were, quote, superficial. Um, Alex released his own statement saying he was stepping down from his law firm and entering treatment for undisclosed issues. The case took another turn on September 7th when People Magazine reported that members of Alex's law firm had confronted him about missing money on September 3rd, the day before the shooting. They also notified law enforcement and the South Carolina Bar Association. Um, According to a source, more than $1 million was missing from the firm. On September 13th, the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division announced that it had opened an investigation into the, oh my gosh, into the allegations that Alex stole funds from his law firm. There was a lot of alliteration there. Um... So two days later, September 15th, another major plot twist in this case. Authorities put out a statement alleging that Alex had arranged his own shooting death to leave his surviving son, Buster, $10 million in life insurance. He couldn't commit suicide due to a clause in the life insurance, so he hired someone to shoot him instead. That someone was Curtis Edward Smith, and he was arrested by uh, South Carolina law enforcement uh, that same day and charged with assisted suicide, assault, and a slew of other charges related to the incident. He pops up He didn't do a very good job. He did not. Um, So I didn't include this originally, but um, later you find out... Actually, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save that. (laughs) My brain working in real time. Um, In a surprising move, Alex admitted to the whole thing. Through his lawyer, he put out another statement saying uh, his depression led him to an opioid addiction following the death of his wife and son. He felt he had no other option but to end his life, but he wanted to make sure he was still able to leave Buster the insurance money. Uh, So on September 16th, Alex arrived at Hampton County Law Enforcement Center to turn himself in. He was charged with insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and filing a false police report. Um, So now I'll say the thing I was going to say. So the guy that shot him um, claims that he didn't actually, like, shoot him. Like, it ricocheted and, like, buzzed his head or something like that. Like, it wasn't ever supposed to be, like, a... It was never supposed to be, like, a kill shot according to the guy that shot him it was always supposed okay. to be just like an injury um, I kind like it's kind of like they wanted it to be like whoever killed his wife and his son mm-hmm. is now going after him mm-hmm. and then when it, that didn't work out he's like i changed it and i hired this guy to kill me exactly that's exactly yeah. what he wanted is 
they so with the story being planted of uh people were sending paul death threats yeah and now his father was shot like oh they're out to get my whole family like that's definitely the story he was trying to build but he did not build it it's Um, more fucked up that these people are like yeah we'll say that no problem we'll defend it yeah it's insane um so you won't believe this but there's another plot twist um upon his arrest the south carolina law enforcement division announced that it was opening an investigation into the 2018 death of the murdoff's housekeeper gloria satterfield Uh, so she died on in one of their many family homes after allegedly slipping and falling investigators said that a coroner found in inconsistencies surrounding gloria's death the discrepancies were not reported to the coroner in 2018 and no autopsy was performed i'm going to remind you all of the murdoff's power in the legal system here um on top of this gloria's son filed a civil suit against alex claiming that they never received the insurance money owed to them after their mother's death so according to to the lawsuit alex approached gloria's sons michael and brian and suggested that they sue him for their mother's death he introduced them to another lawyer named Corey fleming and insisted that he represent them in their case against him uh, but he left out the part where Corey was his roommate from college and godfather to his sons oh that's um, convenient. <laughs> so i'm guessing like Corey got money from the case kind of thing and like yeah. shared it or i don't really know what the plot was there but um according to the suit alex's insurance uh, company was to pay the men over five hundred thousand dollars but they never received the payout so they've since hired a new legal team and the civil suit is still open as we speak along with the criminal investigation into gloria's death in june 2022 it was announced that the investigators would exhume gloria's body um no updates yet but you bet your ass i will be waiting for this one um so while all of this was going on, Alex appeared in court in regards to his suicide for hire case. Um, his defense relied on the murder of his wife and son, saying he had, quote, fallen from grace as a result of, as a result of the depression and trauma he was suffering. Uh, the judge said that she did not believe Alex was a threat to the community and issued him a $20,000 bond. Alex surrendered his passport and was released back into rehab. It didn't last very long though. On October 14th, he was arrested again on charges for misappropriating uh, insurance settlement funds in the wrongful death suit filed by Gloria's sons. Um, so he was only out for like a couple weeks. Uh, it goes just completely downhill for him from here. So I would go into every detail, but we would be here for a month. So to sum it up, from November 18th, 2021 to January 21st, 2022, Alex was slapped with 90 charges related to financial crimes involving his law firm. These include forgery, money laundering, computer crimes, breach of trust with fraudulent intent and obtaining signature or property by false pretenses. It was estimated that he had stolen over $6.2 million from his clients. Holy fuck. He was also indicted again in June 2022 for his involvement in a, quote, painkiller ring with the man who shot him, Curtis Smith. Oh. So they were selling or dealing drugs or something together. Um, And you know what's wild? None of this would have come to light if Paul didn't drive that kill his oh that too yeah that was like the they said that was kind of like the beginning of the end for this family and then paul uh alex really just like nail in the coffin like just made sure that they were never going to recover from this um so in the final blow to the murdoff family dynasty alex was indicted in connection to the murders of maggie and paul um so i couldn't really find out like i couldn't really in any of the articles i read see 
the moment that they pinpointed it but um the investigators all said that he was the only suspect for the whole time they just didn't have enough to like say it was name him yeah um but they said that they pretty much knew the entire time and they were just kind of like biding their time and waiting until they could do it so they did it um he was charged with two counts of murder and two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime which is like the wordiest um charge i've ever heard in my life (laughs) uh so he's always maintained his innocence but we all know he did it um according to a mysterious source on the night of the murders alex sent maggie a text asking her to meet at the family's estate allegedly maggie had been staying in the family beach home because the two were having issues with in their marriage uh maggie started noticing large amounts of money missing from accounts and concluded that alex was using drugs um according to this source alex told maggie that his father was in failing health and that she needed to see him before he died which is not entirely false uh randolph did die shortly after the murders but alex only said that to get maggie to come over um on her way to the house maggie messaged a friend saying something about her husband's behavior felt quote fishy and she told her friend quote he's up to something uh and that was the night she died on yeah, january something yeah definitely on january 23rd 2023 alex's trial began um i feel like everybody knows what happened after this but i'm going to summarize anyways please so, do it for me because i have not like, <laughs> listened to any of it i just know the i'm ending. just doing like a, a, a brief summary the, the court proceedings themselves were insane um but i just kind of went to the main point so basically alex said he was not home at the time of the murders and he came home to find maggie and paul dead in front of the dog kennels he insisted he was nowhere near the kennels at the time of the murder however prosecutor creighton waters revealed that they had evidence he was there Uh, a snapchat was taken on paul's phone and it was sent to several of his friends Uh, they obtained the video and in this video which was taken at 8 44 p.m on the night of the murders there are three distinct voices paul's maggie's and alex's who was allegedly not there at the time um three minutes after the video was taken alex called maggie's cell phone according to phone records Uh, At the time of the murders, he said he called Maggie to see, like, where she was and got no reply, when in reality, he was just doing it to create an alibi after murdering her. Um, Alex also went to visit his mother shortly after the murders to help build his alibi. You know what's funny about that? Can't they, like, ping where his phone was calling from? I think so. And that's probably Mm -hmm. how they figured it out, too. Yeah. And, like, the timing. Um, They also said something about, like, he tried to get into Maggie's phone. Uh, So the, the phone, like records you know how you have the face unlock thing yeah. apparently your phone stores like attempts okay uh, in some drive and they had an attempt at uh 8 so after she was already dead there was an attempt to open her phone oh that's yeah that's um, obvious <laughs> so i don't know what he was trying to do but he was there uh, so he went to visit his mother. I think she lived in like an assisted living facility or something. Um, and he said that he was there all night. But testimony from like nurses and stuff revealed he was only there for 15 minutes or so. Just long enough for someone to see him and support his story. Um, the only person in the whole trial really to defend Alex was his surviving son, Buster. He spoke about the moment he learned his mother and brother were killed and how his father broke the news. Uh, so direct quote from the trial 
quote, he said, are you sitting down? He sounded odd. And then he told me that my mom and my brother had been shot. He was heartbroken. I walked in the door and saw him, gave him a hug. He was destroyed. So he was trying to like build Alex's character, I guess there'd be like, hey, he's a devastated widow and all of that. Um, Buster also spoke about his father's drug use, saying he, quote, knew a little bit about it. Um, He also mentioned a possible motive, which I don't think he intended to do, but alas. Uh, He said that his mother and brother had found a stash of pills and confronted Alex about them, like, that week before the murders. Mm. Um, And a terrible defensive move. Alex took the stand to defend himself in the trial. I think this was, like, against the wishes of his lawyers or something, too. They were like, please do not take the stand. Yeah, I feel like like any lawyer would be like, you are not taking it. Yeah. (laughs) And he, he fucked it right up. Um, so he admitted to lying about being home around the time of the murders, but still insisted he had nothing to do with it. He said, quote, as my addiction evolved over time, I would get in these situations or circumstances where I would get paranoid. I'm sorry I lied. He continued, what a tangled web we weave. Once I told a lie, then I told my family I had to keep lying. Uh, he then apologized to his family for lying about his whereabouts on that day. So he Just was like home at the time of the right murders. <laughs> What's that? It's like, just like you're lying right now. Yeah. Um, So Alex testified that he was taking, quote, 30 milligram pills, instant release oxycodone, probably mixed in with some Oxycontin. Uh, Prosecutor Creighton asked him if that meant he was taking 60 pills a day in the months between January and June 2021 when the murders occurred. Alex replied that sometimes he took more than that and sometimes he took less. So he was very much addicted to drugs at this point was taking upwards of 60 pills a day sometimes more like what Uh, that's bananas to me um so they estimate that he was spending around fifty thousand dollars per week on his addiction which would explain why maggie was so pressed about the bank account so i'm guessing what happened was maggie and paul cornered him said you gotta stop doing drugs bro like this is insane and he got mad and killed them yeah and paul was already up shit's creek because of the whole boat crash thing and i think he just snapped and killed them um so over the course of the trial over 75 witnesses took to the stand it was a pretty damning trial and on march 2nd 2023 which is two weeks ago today actually um, at the time of recording, Alex Murdoff was found guilty in the murders of his wife and son. He was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences, a.k.a. he ain't never getting out of there. Um, many have called this the end of the Murdoff dynasty, but I can't help but wonder what other secrets are going to get dug up in the coming months. Totally. What else will we learn about this family? I was going to say the family sounds like fucked up and like, like Buster, why would you like defend your dad? Like what he do you either one either one his dad like is coaching him or two genuinely believes his side because like it's yeah. it's his dad right like you, you don't want to think that your dad's capable but at the same time like my brother like, yeah i was gonna say like your mom your your brother yeah like, and also the- there's it, it all points directly there like there's no i couldn't think of another possible suspect no. you know what i mean like it all Absolutely points not. directly at alex yeah, because like, um, when I you did... first started the story, I was like, oh, did he kill Paul because of the whole boat thing? But, like, the drugs make sense. He's just yeah. like, they're going to fuck me over and I don't want to lose my money or my drugs. I don't think the boat thing helped. Like, I think Paul was already, like, up shit's Creek in his dad's yeah. books. Like, he was not on, on his good side. And then for him to be like, hey, dad, I found a bunch of your drugs. Like, I think it was just kind of a breaking point for Alex. Not, yeah. I'm not defending. I'm just saying that's what I think would happen. Um 
I did also see an article that apparently there's another suspicious murder in the family from like the grandfather's time. Ooh. And uh, I, th- I think I saw that they're like reopening something to do with that. I didn't look too much into it because I was like, we're already going to be here for like an hour. So, <laughs> but the- I'm excited to see- not excited, but I'm interested to see what else, what else comes out. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, maybe like his wife was like, I'm going to tell absolutely everyone about your shit. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, you're not. Cause you won't die. And, like, do they think um, uh, that housekeeper, do they think Alex murdered her or, like, Paul? I'm not sure, okay. to be honest. It's I'm leaning towards Alex doing yeah. something. Um, I don't know what the inconsistencies were because the case is still, like, active. There wasn't a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Alex did something. Perhaps an affair probably. that went wrong. Perhaps just he got mad um perhaps she learned something she shouldn't have learned kind of thing but yeah i'm i'm interested to see when information about that comes out too they exhumed her body in june 2022 but like that stuff takes so much time to like thoroughly investigate and everything i don't foresee us seeing anything in the next little while yeah definitely but yeah this case is just bananas like it's when it when i first heard about it um it was like when Maggie and Paul were shot, I was like, well, obviously he did it. But then like when he got shot, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna watch this a little closer. And then it just kept like getting twistier and twistier. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's literally like a soap opera. I could not believe it was real life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I think that it was just decades and decades of constantly like sweeping things under the rug. And then finally Mm -hmm. it got to this point where like, not to get like deep and you know but like family trauma and whatnot like you each generation has grown up seeing people do potentially illegal dangerous things and sweeping it under the rug and then you just kind of have to follow suit and i'm sure it got to this point like it was gonna pop eventually you know yeah and he was probably like in like sheer panic at that point he's like yeah i made myself this bed and i have to like fix it yeah so he fixed it in what he thought was a good way but i'm gonna attempt (laughs) to like kill myself and it yeah so there goes that whole family's dynasty their whole name i don't think any of them will ever work as lawyers ever again i was gonna say they clearly are like chronic liars yeah chronic liars they'll just lie about everything they're like did you just step on on that flower like no i didn't step on that flower that beast stepped on that flower (laughs) (laughs) like all the little things it's just so but, like, yeah. ridiculous. Wow. That's I've been fucked. waiting to talk about this one. And I, I told Danielle before when I first like started brainstorming for this one, it was like 16 pages long. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Wild. But, I'm yeah, actually, there's a I'm whole lot like, out there. I'm Sorry, really curious to see if like Buster is like just as fucked as his dad. I'm also wondering how much he's involved. Because um, like out of like, like Paul's still your kid unless you like absolutely hated him. But like, like did buster just turn a blind eye and you're like i'm leave him 10 million dollars and whatever i'm like mm-hmm. i i almost wonder if it was like if you keep your mouth shut i'll make sure you get your life insurance policy kind of thing yeah you know like it's i almost wonder what i don't i don't trust anybody in that family i don't think anybody's no. innocent so i, I want to know what buster knows totally totally he could be just as suspicious yeah don't you never be know. suspicious. Don't um, be suspicious. But yeah, there's tons out there about this case right now, so I'm sure I've missed a lot, but there's my version of it. The end. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Here for Thank it. You. It was very good. Very good. Thank you. I loved I, that one. I didn't know about the whole like I I like knew he got convicted. 
but that's yeah. about as far as I, there was just so much about it and you just get like overwhelmed you're like i can't listen to this like, that's the hard part about like open cases like that's that's why i waited to cover it because i if i did it while it was going we'd have an episode every other week about it so <laughs> i was gonna say it'll be like the <laughs> song that never ends yeah exactly um so come be our friends you have to do uh we're doing voting our favorite monster and Mm. shit talking the murdoch family this week that's our themes of the week (laughs) yeah i like the second theme that's a lot that's right up my alley that's fun (laughs) danielle's just gonna be up in the comments be like fuck this guy (laughs) totally fucking carrot top jesus (laughs) oh my god Um, he's a carrot top he does um our Instagram is a spooky hour podcast. The Twitter is at spooky hour and the email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. Guys, it's almost Send 10 o'clock. Spooky tales. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bedtime. I can't uh, even say have, anything. I shouldn't even be that tired. I'm I was off today. I'm off tomorrow. But like, it doesn't matter. Life is hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I breathed a lot today. So that's like enough that to make me exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I wish I was off tomorrow. I just remembered that I have to go to work. Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, shit. Well, on that note, have a great week, friends. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.